what are you sipping on? Em, I did not notice. <laughs> Does this change this things? This is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, this chick is back again. <laughs> All the sips. <laughs> All the sips for sip talk. Oh my gosh, I love it. Hello. Hi. This is a super special episode because we're, we're together. Haley's in Toronto. Yes, I'm here. It's been such a fun trip. Oh my god. We've had the purple mocktail. We had the purple dream mocktail, which we discussed in episode one. What's your review? I loved it. I actually really liked it. Did you? It had a nice tartness and it also looked really pretty. It's so pretty. I feel like aesthetics are everything sometimes when I think it comes so too. to mocktails. I think so too. So, okay. First of all, what are you sipping on? <laughs> sipping on some booze-free, what is it, a white? Okay, what kind of white is it? This is a funny story. So I took Haley to my local coffee shop. It's directly across the street from my condo. And they sell a bunch of, like, bottles. They sell a whole ton of stuff. They have, like, a cute little section with, with like, bottles and drinks and snacks and stuff. And I've gone over there so many times because they sell wines. And I've been like, are any of these alcohol-free? I've browsed. I've been like, no, none of them are. Does Haley not spot a prominently displayed <laughs> thing of several alcohol-free wines that I've not noticed ever because I'm terribly unobservant? Um, so we got a bunch. We did. And we're, we're drinking one of them right now, and it's yummy. It's pretty good. Mm, yeah. Mm. It's a nice treat for this beautiful day. It's actually a bittersweet day because I leave very early tomorrow morning so we're saying goodbye shortly after this yeah i'm so much sad right after this and i'm so sad too it's been such a nice time it's been so fun having you Aww. oh my gosh what's okay so you like toronto as a city what's your i love toronto so as my friend put it um it has a pulse that the city i'm from doesn't seem to have like there's like yeah there's this energy to it that goes into the wee hours of the morning, which I experienced with you because of our late nights. Um, and it's just, it's just, it just feels different and it's beautiful and I love it. I, I really like it a lot. I'm so happy, so happy that you welcomed me with open arms here. I'm so happy you came. Next is me going to Vancouver. Yes. And it was just a fun weekend. We announced we announced the podcast this weekend. We did. This has been so fun. I celebrated your birthday. Yeah. Which okay. was so fun. That's a good segue into what was your sober win of the week? Oh my gosh. I feel like I have a few, but the gist is our social filled weekend that did not include alcohol and our late nights. I haven't stayed up as late as we did since... I can't tell you how long, definitely since I was drinking, so almost four years ago, it had been that long. Wow. So it felt really special to wake up the next day and yes, maybe a little tired, but none of that was, you know, hung over. None of it had anxiety. It yeah. was just a little bit sleepy from a late night of fun. Yeah. And that felt like a really big win. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What about you? My, I mean like similar, but I feel like I'll say just to make it more different, um, my second sober birthday. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, the second birthday I celebrated sober, and my first sober birthday was one of the biggest. Like it felt like one of the biggest milestones for me in my sobriety because I'm a huge birthday person. I love 
I love my birthday. I love other people's birthdays. And like the first time I remember realizing when like it turned my birthday month last year, just being like, oh my God, my birthday is coming up and I have to do it sober. And like, it's not going to be fun. Like I just thought I rolled about really? it. Yeah. I that. Oh yeah. Like last year, not this year, but yeah. last year, because for so long, my birthday has been all about getting drunk. Like that was, that was, that was the point. And it's always a thing. Like if you're playing drinking games mm-hmm. on your birthday, everyone kind of targets the birthday, like whoever's birthday it is in like a fun way. Like it makes you feel special, mm-hmm. which is funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, that was something that I really struggled to wrap my head around. Wow, in my first year. So yeah. how did it how did it feel this year? It wasn't much of a thought, which is so funny. Yay. It really wasn't. It wasn't much of a thought. I had and just like the week the weekend we had leading up to it, like something that we both talked about the first night you were here was how it really showed me a couple things. It really showed me first of all how nice it is to have sober friends. Yeah. <laughs> because I haven't like as much as I've connected with the sober community, I don't have that many like in real life sober friends who I like go out with a lot. Like most of the time when I go out and I'm drinking my mocktails and my whatever, it's with people who are drinking. And right. I find it fun, but it really was like such a cool feeling to be with someone who is also drinking alcohol free drinks and like found that fun and like you know what I mean? So that was that was so cool. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a thought for me. I had, and we had that feeling. That was what else I was just going to say that we talked about was that feeling of like a high. Yes. That doesn't come from alcohol. Yes. High on life. Yeah. Like literal life. Like when you're a kid and you go to a party and you get like hyper, yes. you know, like when you were literally a little kid, you go to a party and you get like so hyper without alcohol because like that's like actually a natural response to like socializing but then once we start drinking it's like we unlearn that that is so true and we totally did get hyper a hundred percent like that first night when we were getting ready and just like listening to music before we went out to get our purple mocktails it was just like it was just like the most like i was so hyped up on the night that's so amazing oh what that's a great silver win i think that's the best one yet i love it how okay so i think that's kind of like the topic we're chatting about this week is kind of like sober celebrating. Yes. How did you find, so, okay. So your sober date is in January. So what was the first kind of big, your first big kind of sober holiday you would have had to tackle would have been your birthday. Cause you're a June birthday. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. I think Do you remember was... how your first sober birthday went. That was my 30th. So that was a big Ooh, one. Ooh, that's a big sober first. Yeah. Wow. My, yeah. And my my um, girlfriends threw me a little surprise and they actually made like mocktails mm-hmm. and um, uh, really, really that's beautiful so charcuterie. And yeah, it was really special. And um, it was also uh, during, oh, was that during the pandemic? Oh, uh, no. You know what? I'm a year off. I cannot remember. It, 20, it, it would have been your 29th, right? That would have been my 29th. Sober. Yeah, that would have been my 29th. And I cannot recall what you did. What I did for that birthday. But I did go to a friend's wedding that year. And it was a, the first wedding of my group of friends that I grew up with. And that was a huge win for me because, um, you know, I, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was we were celebrating. And these were friends that I used to, you know, drink with. So to change that dynamic and not 
have alcohol, you know, as part of that celebration was huge. And it was difficult too. Like I had to step away and, really? oh yeah. And take breaks and like, you know, go up to our room. Cause it, we actually stayed over the weekend. So oh, it wasn't wow. just a day. It's a big it was drinking a whole, weekend. It was a whole weekend. Yeah. That was, um, I'd say that's one of the first big celebrations because I hibernated until then. Right. You made a conscious decision when you quit drinking to like step way back from your social life mm-hmm. for the first while. Right. Mm-hmm. And was that your first big kind of, that's an intense, that's like a zero to 100. I think it was like the first big celebration after I quit drinking. Um, and you know, that was in the same month as my, as my birthday. I wow. think So, um, It'll come to me what I did that year. Isn't it funny that like at it's that that's so funny to me because at the time it would have felt like a huge thing. I'm sure you would have been like, oh my God, this is my first birthday since I quit drinking, like your first alcohol free birthday. And it probably would have felt, I would imagine it must have felt challenging for you at the time. But now you don't even remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 do you remember now? (laughs) Yes, it was mellow. Jonas and I went to, um, to a lake and floated on it we're like with our blow up boats we try to do that every every summer and um went to i think that was in whistler and then we went out for ice cream went out for my favorites to my favorite sushi restaurant and it was not a big celebration that year okay. yeah it was a mellow it was a mellow birthday but still is still a you know celebrating without booze because the year before that um i i definitely celebrated with booze yeah um what about you my first, my first sober birthday, yeah, so I was really stressed about it beforehand. I was genuinely like, how is my birthday ever going to feel like as fun and exciting if it's not like revolving around getting wasted? Mm-hmm. Um, but I went out, well, I went to the same place we went this year. Yes, which was so <laughs> cool, by the way. I love that place. I'm so glad. Yeah, we went, and oh my God, I just have to say, in episode one, I said they didn't have mocktails, mm-hmm. but they've stepped up their game, mm-hmm. and we drank Virgin Moscow Mules. We did, and they were really, really they good. They were good. I do have to say, because I don't want to forget, and I just need to air out this grievance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you know where I'm going with this or not. I don't think so. Okay. It's not a grievance with you. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> what did I know? I'm kidding. No, no. You look so scared. No. no. Um, so we went to that place, drank Moscow meals. Funny enough, our waitress also was sober and yes. we got into a massive combo about it. How cool was that? I love meeting people in the flesh that are also sober, that yeah. are also struggling with the same thing and that are open to talking about it. Yeah. Like, yes. It was so funny because she came to take our order and then you asked for a non-alcoholic beer and they didn't have it. They were out of it. And she was like, oh, I don't drink either. So I always get this. And then it launched into this big conversation and she had punched in our orders like on her iPad and someone had had like someone brought over the drinks that she had punched through because we were still talking. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) But my grievance is with the next place that we went. Right. Now, you know. Yeah. Okay, we went to this other patio, and I sat down, and we'd been drinking Moscow meals at the other place, and we were like, okay, we're going to hit one more patio, and then we're going to go home and eat cupcakes. (laughs) And (laughs) we sat down, and it just, like, hit me. I just, like, with every fiber of my being, I was like, I want a coffee at this place, and I was so excited. I was so excited for that coffee. It was like it had cooled down a little bit. It was like the end of the night. I was like, 
because I, I can drink a coffee right before bed and I'm fine. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Our waitress was like, we don't have coffee at this time. And then proceeds <laughs> to serve my sister an espresso martini. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. They must have been pre-mixed. I hope. That's the only thing that makes me feel better. I just felt like, mm, turn your coffee machine back on. Or let's talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Like maybe it's possible to press that button, not just like an immediate no. But you know what? We got, what did we get? We got a Perrier. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yeah, no, seriously. That's what we were doing. out of my alcoholic beer too, remember? Everywhere was. You yeah. know what? That, that That's a good sign. That's a good sign. People are drinking them. But they need more. I will say, as someone who has bartended and has waitressed, I can appreciate that it was late and you you start your closing tasks mm -hmm. before the end of the night. And I'm like, okay, they probably were getting ready for close. They probably cleaned the coffee machine or whatever like mm -hmm. that process is. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. But it was my birthday and I wanted them to do <laughs> I wanted them to make me a coffee. <laughs> I know it seems like such a simple thing, but that's a good way to good way to look at it. They were probably, you know, wrapping up. Mm -hmm. So how was the rest okay. of the birthday? <laughs> I had to air that out because yeah, yeah. only sober people would get it, I feel. I think so too. Of like having your heart set on what you're gonna have when you're out. Especially when you don't have too many options. Yeah. The options like, were really limited. Super limited. And I got really excited about the coffee. But anyway. Um but the rest of my birthday was good. It was good. I have, um, yeah, it's funny. It was funny seeing the difference of like being so stressed about not drinking on my birthday and then like having my next birthday and not thinking about it. How like cool. genuinely not. That must have felt really amazing. It did. It did. So for your first sober birthday last year, how did that feel in the night? Like you were amping yourself up about it, um, and stressing about it. But what was it like in the actual moment at that venue when you weren't drinking? Were yeah. you thinking about it? Okay. So here's the thing. I have, I really, I don't mind people drinking around me. I actually find it fun. Maybe it's a little bit of living vicariously sometimes. Or I think also just like, I know that when I was a drinker, going out didn't feel that fun without drinking. Like I know that when I was a drinker, in my mind, the fun and the party didn't start until like the alcohol was flowing. Mm -hmm. So I kind of project that onto like, if I'm going out with a sober person, then I expect that they're just going to have fun sober. But if I'm going out with a drinker, I'm like, I want you to drink because I want you to have fun. Because mm -hmm. I know that when I was drinking, this would have felt more fun if I was drinking. Like if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't all feel that way. Maybe I'm projecting my own issues onto them. But I remember my first sober birthday, I made a point to be like, guys, I don't drink anymore. It's my birthday. Like get get drunk in my honor if you want like you know what I mean like don't like don't change anything on my behalf it's mm -hmm. still a party like you know go thing. off if you yeah. want to so I made kind of that announcement in the beginning mm -hmm. um and then um we had like a little kind of pre-drink and then the only time I really felt a pang of like oh was we requested the Ubers and then everyone was like downing their drink, opening up another one to down another one before we left. And in that moment I got some FOMO and being like, Oh, I remember, like, I remember that feeling of like, Oh, let's get all the free booze in us before we go out kind of thing. Right. And that made me feel a bit sad. And then once we got out, Oh my God, I had so much fun. 
I didn't feel in my head about the alcohol once we were out. And like the place that we went to, that was the one place, the one thing it was lacking this year that they had last year was there was live music. Mm. And we were all just kind of like dancing and singing at the table the whole time. And like, I definitely felt that just like natural high and had so much fun. And I vividly remember like being in the Uber ride on the way home. And I was like on a high, I was on cloud nine. I was like, I did my birthday without alcohol. I had so much fun. And now I'm like sober to like take in like the city on this ride home. And I don't like, normally I'd probably be a sloppy mess by now. Like some people were probably like sleeping in the Uber by that point. And like, you know, so, Mm. so that was a great feeling. Like I, I struggled with the idea of my first sober birthday. And then the next day, came off feeling like kind of on top of the world about it and just like kind of this the main takeaway of it for me was to just like if I had given into those thoughts of this isn't going to be fun without booze I wouldn't have gotten to prove to myself that it could be fun without booze Mm -hmm. so my main takeaway from that was like just like let yourself do it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. feel if you're gonna feel uncomfortable feel uncomfortable if you're gonna feel FOMO feel FOMO but do it Mm -hmm. and see and then see what happens the next day and how great that feels and then that solidifies the decision yeah yeah and there were so many funny stories from the night that I remember you're like yeah I remember that one yeah yeah so it was a it was a great one yeah that in itself just remembering every moment is is a win it's such a win like there's so many birthdays that have passed by that I do not remember. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's like, Oh, you were like, you know, up on stage dancing. Oh really? I cool. I'm sure that was fun in the moment maybe, but I don't remember it. So yeah. to me, the memories are the most fun and I want to remember them. And you know, another reason why I'm, I'm sober now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The first time I ever threw up from drinking was my 18th birthday. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What <laughs> happened? What did you drink? Oh, oh my God. It was so typical. Cause I spent the whole night being like, I've never thrown up from drinking. I don't throw up. Your body was just like, uh, checkmate. <laughs> I, excuse me. <laughs> I drank. Oh my God. I was drinking green apple vodka with ginger ale. Oh, and that tastes, do you like green apple stuff now? Nope. Never yep. drank it ever it again. It. Ever again. It ruined it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can never touch it again. It's um, but yeah. Okay. What about how's, how were you with like, cause I think there's a really big difference with like a birthday and then just like a holiday, like mm-hmm. Christmas, because birthdays are your day. Mm-hmm. Like if that's what it is, even though it's like a big celebration, it's also all about you. So if you were to be like, mm, I want to do like a, I don't want to do anything or I want to do a low key night or I only want like my immediate friends there or like Mm -hmm. I want everyone to not drink like it's kind of what you say goes but what about for a holiday that's not about you that's like a big kind of family celebration like how did you find those early on and how do you find them now it's funny because uh at any family celebration unless it was like a, a family picnic that we used to do almost on a yearly basis but since COVID not so much um we don't really drink a lot in our family, like Christmas, um, maybe some wine was poured, but this last one, for example, Jonas and I had alcohol-free red wine and everyone else had red wine. And so we all like cheers with our glasses and, um, visually it looked like the exact same. And it was fun to know like, well, ours, you know, ours doesn't contain alcohol, just another one of those things where I'm like, you can still do everything that you want to do and it celebrate and cheers your glasses. Yeah. And it, it, it's like virtually the same aside from the, the 
buzz that the alcohol gives you and everything that comes along with that. So um, in terms of like holidays, not, not so, not so bad and not so difficult to get through. I would say the most challenging things would be like friends get togethers, Mm -hmm. whether it's like another friend's birthday or a celebration of another kind, such as a wedding or, you know, a shower, a baby shower where people are drinking. Um, Those, those would probably be the most challenging for me in the beginning at least. But Mm -hmm. again, like once I kind of got the hang of it and felt the, the, beauty of the next morning and and not having a hangover and everything that came along with not drinking at the celebration I was like okay this is what I'm meant to feel like um and it kind of just continued to go from there and I stopped worrying so much about um about not drinking but there there have been times like that randomly um if we're out um I mean this is probably only in the first year of sobriety maybe first and second year but people would be like taking shots, yeah. you know, like, oh, let's cheers a shot, you know, and that's something that you can't really replicate unless you want to like take a shot of water at the same time. A melted sh- snowman. What's that? Water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Is this a trick question? <laughs> um, yeah, a melted snowman, you know. At the same time, I don't really want to like replica a shot. Yeah, that's true. It's not a shot was always to get drunk. Yeah. Whereas like a drink, having a drink of something is you could, if you were, you know, someone that could slowly drink your alcohol, which I wasn't, mm-hmm. um, you could sip on it slowly. So at the, I like a, an alcohol free glass or something. I don't think I'd do a shot of, of water. Of water. Because you're not, I, I like that you can actually taste these alcohol free drinks and enjoy them. And enjoy them. That's, what, that's why I yeah. enjoy them. Whereas if you're just going to take a shot of something fake, I'm like, I, I don't see the point in that. Because really, what's the point of a shot? It's to get drunk. It's to get drunk. It's not because it tastes good. No. <laughs> no, no. Gross. I was terrible with shots. But you know what? It's funny that you said that because I was actually just thinking about this recently that I read somewhere and I don't remember where that like if you want to feel like a part of when someone's taking a shot, you could ask for, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name. Oh, like lime cordial or whatever. Yeah. Like, you could ask for a shot of that because it's gross. And, like, mm. you know, like, it's actually, like, it's good if you put it in drinks, but to just have a shot of it on its own is, like, it's, mm. like, hard to get down. Like, it's not good. Mm. So, like, if you want to feel like you're included, you could do that. And I was thinking about that recently for some reason. I don't know what made it pop into my mind. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. And then I was kind of like, or is a perk of being sober not having to drink gross things anymore? Like, yeah. I don't think I actually need to do that. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like, yeah. Do we, did we ever enjoy the taste of tequila? Like, oh, you know, no. or, or even vodka or even oh whiskey. Uh, like, no, I actually could have, enjoy I could it. drink whiskey. Whiskey changed my personality. Did I ever tell you that? Did it make you kind of, what did it make you like? Okay. I only ever got drunk off of whiskey two times in my drinking career because the only time in my life that I've ever been like an like for no reason a crying drunk. Like I the first time I got drunk off of whiskey, bawled my eyes out the whole night. Nothing really? happened. Bawled my eyes out the whole night. And then the second time I got drunk off of whiskey, I was angry for no reason. For the only time in my life. Like I literally just got angry i flipped out on my boyfriend for nothing nothing at all we walked into a bar and then i just 
like just and that was not my personality drunk I was always like a happy fun like I love you kind of drunk mm-hmm. and the only two times that I've ever been like that were off of whiskey, whiskey. so I never I ne- I didn't mess with it again after that but isn't it so weird that different different types of alcohol can like affect you so differently it is it is and that's so interesting that it made you like you know, flip a switch like that good, yeah, good for you yeah. for recognizing that and staying away from it. Because yeah. I think I, I tried like tequila, for instance, made me a little more wild than the other liquors. I think here's the thing. I'll be like, I'm just sticking with this one tonight. Cause it's going to make me less hungover if I just stay with the same type of liquor. But by the end of the night I was mixing because mm-hmm. the more like intoxicated you get, the more, the more you you're care. like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So did I ever just stick with one type of alcohol? Maybe if I wasn't drinking to get drunk, but that was rare. Um, you know, yeah. cause I'm actually like, I actually am aware of what I'm still drinking. If I'm not drinking to get drunk anyways. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting. And I certainly was like a yo-yo drinker in terms of my personality Really? Like I could be a happy drunk. I could be a crying drunk. I could get angry. There were certain, I don't know if it was a certain type of alcohol or if it was just the amount I drank, but there were times where I get so angry. And I think like I get this look in my eyes where I'm just like, I wasn't like all present and it could be scary for people too. Yeah. Um, uh, but those are the, those are the times that I black out or I wouldn't remember. And, um, uh, just like not always a very nice person. And that's something that I really struggle with looking back on because mm-hmm. I don't like to present or be that person ever. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to be that person in a sober state. So to have something that can shift me in that way at times, what is, it's hard to look back on at the same time, I've made the change for these reasons. Yeah. And so I try to look forward. This is the past. This is what we learn from. And we need those lows mm-hmm. to realize why it doesn't work for us. But 100%. The crying too. Like the last night that I drank was, uh, I mentioned on a previous episode, like a big party for the show I worked on. And I cried oh. in front of my coworkers. Oh, and I, that was like my catalyst. I was just yeah. like, you know what? No, I don't want to be, I don't know. Yeah. There was no reason to be. It's okay to be upset. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with crying, but I was only crying because I drink drank too much. Yeah. That's it. I wouldn't be crying if I was sober. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just like so unsettling? Yeah. To know, like looking back on it now, it gives me anxiety to, to like sometimes, because obviously we all imagine like, what if I drink again? Like, what would happen? Like, or just, like, I think everyone, every sober person sometimes even just, like, fantasizes about getting drunk one last time. Mm-hmm. And, like, whenever I think about it, it gives me anxiety now to imagine giving up control over my own actions. Mm-hmm. Like, and I used to do it all the time. I know. And now that I've had, like, distance from that, I'm, like, I feel like I would be so scared almost. Like, not scared that something terrible was going to happen, but just like being like, this would be me completely giving up control over like how I'm going to behave, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. And that's really unsettling. And like being sober is it, it feels like there's so much comfort in that and knowing that I'm not handing over control anymore. Do you think that you would get to that point of losing all control again? I feel like I would, I would try alcohol and I, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. like, if I were to, I feel like I'd start to feel intoxicated and get scared, like you said, mm-hmm. and stop because 
what's the point? Like, I don't, at this point, what is the point when we've seen how good it is without? Like, yes, there is a sense of you drink to relax and let go and like totally forget about all of your worries. The thing is, for myself at least, all of those worries came flooding in the morning. So yeah. while you were- Magnified. Magnified, <laughs> exactly. So while you were like, you know, maybe muting them for a little bit at night so you could go wild, go crazy, it just came back like- five times worse in the morning and that is not worth it. There's nothing mm -hmm. that makes me think that alcohol would be worth it in this, mm -hmm. in this day and age. Same. But I do think if I was going to, I think my brain is so all or nothing mm. that I like, I would, I, I could never, I just know myself and I could never be like, let me have one last glass of wine. Like I would be like, if, I would be like, well, if I'm going to do it, may as well do it right and get, you know what I mean? Like, I just know that that's what my brain would do and I would just want to go all out. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, do you ever get like, when you think about that, do you ever like, how do you feel? Do you get like, does your stomach go in knots or do you get like kind of nervous or how does it make you feel to think about drinking again? It makes me, it makes me anxious to imagine actually doing it, but I just, I just, I can't fathom. I just feel like I'm at this place where I'm, I, I feel so confident that like, I can't fathom ever actually mm -hmm. doing it again. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine that I could ever bring myself to do it again. Cause mm -hmm. it's such like, it would have to be such a conscious decision. Obviously once you're drinking, it's not, but you you have to soberly pick up like a first drink. And I just, I just feel like I know too much mm -hmm. and I love my life now too much to go back there. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just, yeah. And I've had lots of very, very, very hard times in sobriety that have made me want to drink, mm -hmm. of course. But even like in those times, I, how I felt was like, I'm so upset. I'm struggling so much and I wish I could drink and I'm mad that I can't mm -hmm. because I know it's not an option for myself. Like it's so off the table for me mm -hmm. that I, I, anytime that something's happening in my life that is maybe be like, Oh my God, I, I missed the ability to just like drown my sorrows and shut it off. I still know, even when I'm having those thoughts, I'm like, damn it. But I know I can't do that because like, if you're going to give yourself a pass every time you have a hard time, then you're never going to stay sober. Cause that's right. That's life. Life has hard times, you yeah. know? So, so what do you do to, to help in those times when you're, when you're, you know, that you would maybe in the past let go with alcohol? to quiet your mind or I'm honestly like I'm big on feeling I know that when I'm really really sad I just need to let myself be sad mm -hmm. like obviously there comes a time where I'm like okay now I'm ready to pull myself out of it and I'm ready to like crawl my way back up but I do know that like when I'm really in a low like I've just I've had like periods of them over the past you know however long um I know that when I'm having like a really hard day or even like a hard week or whatever, I just need to let myself feel it. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I need to wallow a little bit. I'll like, I'm one of those people who like listens to a sad song when I'm sad, Aww, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'll like, I need to make myself sadder, probably not healthy, but I do like, I'm like, let myself feel it. And then, and then pull myself out of it after. Mm -hmm. What about you? That's so healthy to do that. I think so. We should be yeah. feeling our feelings yeah. and not masking them in. I think in today's, you know, today's society, I feel like it's more normalized to be open about your emotions. Whereas maybe back in the day, people would mask them a little more because it doesn't, it, it shows a sign of weakness, which mm -hmm. is absolutely not the case because we are all human and we mm -hmm. all feel emotions and, mm -hmm. and we should, I'm the same way. If I'm sad, 
I'm sad. And yeah. I'll put on like reality TV. I'll zone out in it. Like no, that'll no. be my escape. Yeah. Is like TV. Es- TV escaping into someone else's, someone else's life and someone else's problems. And I will give myself like a day or even maybe two days sometimes to just let that, let that, those thoughts and that sadness like pass by and remind myself that this is okay. And yeah. this happens. Um, but but yeah, it can be challenging for sure to, but I, I really think that the reality TV really gives me that like escape because it you're is. out of your head. It's true. Which is what people look to alcohol for and whether it's reality TV or it's like a book, which uh, is not my go-to, but I know it is mm-hmm. for a lot of other people or like a bath with music. I'll mm-hmm. play music too. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be like, well, I think I've put on like a sad love song playlist you know, or something like that. Yeah, that's, Just, that's totally me. Yeah, yeah, you got to feel this feels, yo. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really helped me is that I feel like I, I put so much pressure on myself a lot of the time to feel like I have to be happy and I have to be in a good headspace and like I have to always be trying to like, you know, whatever. Um, and sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I make myself feel worse by feeling guilty for the fact that I'm having a bad day. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to stop and be like, you're allowed to have a bad day. It's life. You're not going to be happy all the time. And then even just like letting myself off the hook and being like, you can be sad. You can just have a sad day. Like it actually makes me feel better. Aww. Yeah. Like telling yourself that. Yeah. Like just like being like, it's all right to, to feel this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes like sometimes I'll be talking to my mom if I'm really upset about something or having a bad day and she'll try to like offer me like different like perspectives and solutions and I'll be like I I want to hear this but like I know that this is <laughs> this is my sad moment and I'm not gonna hear it right now like it's not gonna get through my head and I'll like I'll, I'll like even come back in an hour sometimes and be like okay now I'm ready to be cheered up I wasn't uh, before oh uh, <laughs> sweet Meg that's the same my mom is I sweet uh sweet stuff she mm-hmm. is my go-to to call and, and yeah. cry for sure so oh, yeah um, bless her she's like the best yeah. yeah yeah she's such a good support system okay so back to from, <laughs> from I love, sadness to I celebration say, we're like our topic is celebrating <laughs> when i'm in my deepest lows <laughs> this is what i do so how are your how are your celebrations at family events and Christmas and all that all that jazz oh my god okay they're really good now I remember okay so my big ones like I got sober in November so when I yeah so I had my first when I had my first sober Christmas I wasn't even like two months sober yet but it was a pandemic Christmas so it was only my like immediate family right my sisters and my mom and my stepdad and I spent the whole day debating drinking. <gasps> really? I, I almost drank. I really was like, I remember like getting kind of ready. And when like my sisters and my stepdad started kind of opening beers, like the FOMO was so real. Mm. And this is something because Haley came and met my mom and, and my stepdad. This was a conversation that we actually had with them was that when I quit drinking, I had the hardest time. Like I didn't have as bad of FOMO with friends drinking. Like I could like hang out with my friends while they were drinking and be okay. But it was when I went home to like my parents' house because my stepdad (laughs) is so fun to drink with. Like Mm -hmm. he's just like a good time. And it was always fun to like go and like drink with my family. Mm -hmm. It was always like, it just always felt fun. So 
when in my first even like year of sobriety, some of my hardest struggles were because I was like home for a weekend and 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 felt like like struggled with that, like felt really left out and like just like sad that I wasn't a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I spent my whole first Christmas. I was like, I wasn't even just like, oh, I'm sober and this is sad. It's like, should I drink? Shouldn't I drink? Maybe I will. No, like, like that was my whole evening until like I have point finally where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. But I spent a lot because I was so, I was so early on that I almost felt like I didn't have as much to lose, but really like once I hit a month, I never drank again. Mm-hmm. So like it did like almost like how it felt to me was cause I had a few, it took like my fourth attempt at quitting drinking was the one that stuck. Mm. And like leading up to that, I would only ever get kind of like two, three weeks under my belt. So I kind of like justified it. Like it's not that big of a deal to start from day one again. Right. But then by Christmas I was like coming up to two months. And so I, I was like, no, I want, like, I don't want to wreck that, you know? So that was always like almost a motivator for me once I passed a certain point of being like, I don't want to start over. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't have to, but, but for me it worked because like mm-hmm. that mentality of that would be starting over kept me from drinking. Wow. So, um, so yeah, the first Christmas was tough. I definitely came, I came close. Mm-hmm. Um, but now family holidays, I, I genuinely like, I enjoy them so much sober now and now it's not just immediate family obviously because we're we're not in lockdowns and stuff anymore but I have so much fun like and my family's really musical we always like break out guitars after dinner and like everyone kind of has like a little (laughs) jam session and I love being present for that now and I love having dessert with coffee Uh, (laughs) and like not wine just like a coffee with dessert at the end of the night it makes me really happy and then just like always like on my way home, I'm like, I don't have to look back on any conversations I had with like my aunts or my uncles and like wonder if I said anything cringy or, you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. always, always that knowing, even if it is a hard night, leaving or waking up knowing like I do not have to stress about if there's anything that I said that I shouldn't have said or forget things. It always makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. How nice. Yeah. I love that. And you have Meg. Yeah. My mom's sober. So yeah. we're, yeah, we have each other. We do That's have each so other. nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Same with when Jonas and I are celebrating with my family. I have him too. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, actually everyone else usually has is a glass of wine or, but it's never really been a big thing. Um, at least in our immediate household. Um, uh, but what about, any sober weddings? Have you been to a wedding sober yet? I've been to uh, one wedding sober. And how was that? It was okay. I um, when I sat down at the table, I there was like a glass of champagne at every setting, and like I didn't love having it in front of me, so I dumped it into my sister's glass, and I, I literally had like four water. Like I had like two <laughs> two sparkling waters. Like how do you know when someone's sober. I know I have many glasses. So many have? on the go. <laughs> But it was good. Like I thought, like lots of people were at the end were kind of like trying to like get me to do shots. Like I had to dodge some of those, but it was fine. At that point, it was this summer, and at that point, like my first sober wedding was far enough into it that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But how about you? So okay, so you said that it's not so much the family gatherings that you struggle with; it's mm-hmm. more kind of like the friend, the mm-hmm. friend gathering. So how do you find them now? Um, I I mean, 
now uh being alcohol free is just me like yeah. i don't i don't look at alcohol as as a an option really not even like an option but something that i desire yeah like there's, i have no desire for alcohol now um and i feel so so lucky to be in this spot i didn't know if i ever would um but about two years in i started to feel like okay this is me this is who i am alcohol is not in my picture i'm just a non-drinker now and that's like so such an empowering thing to say i love that um yeah i don't find it i don't find it too difficult i also don't go to like too many big parties at this point because mm -hmm. we're still in like a weird covidy kind of era mm -hmm. um i'd like to i'd like to go to more um more events maybe maybe those are in the picture um in the near future which will be nice but um yeah no no desire which is great um what I did find in the beginning also difficult was Halloween. Halloween was always oh, a big, like drinking, get dressed Halloween up. Person. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm too lazy to find a good costume. <laughs> I'm lazy too, but I always find something. Do you? Yeah. yeah okay. Just, like, I don't like. I I don't even do Halloween anymore because like I almost like only want to do it if I can do it right, mm. and I'll have like a fun idea for a costume, and then suddenly Halloween's tomorrow, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, you're like, oh, such that. A good yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I but, okay. That. So, you're a big Halloween person. I wouldn't say I'm a big Halloween person, but you know, it's another, it was another excuse to drink. And, yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's that's um, that was a challenge in the beginning for sure. Yeah, um, but again, like the hibernation of it all really, really helped me. It was like six months of uh, really trying to lay low. Yeah. Um, and of course it helped that Jonas was also doing that. So yeah. I had a partner, um, and I didn't feel so isolated in those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say there. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you forget what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So what are, so when you would get together with friends in the beginning and it felt challenging, mm -hmm. like, how would you deal with that? And like, what are your top tips for, for dealing with sober socializing like early on or just like in general when it feels challenging or when you're feeling FOMO? What are your top tips? Um, to, yeah, to avoid alcohol in those situations, I, I, um, I step away if I'm feeling, uh, or I did, I stepped mm -hmm. away if I was feeling overwhelmed. I really took moments for myself. Um, um, and honestly would call my mom. A lot. Yeah, and I'd be like, too. "Mom, <laughs> yeah, uh, mom, I'm like, I'm having a, a tough time right now." Or um, thank God for moms. I know, I know. So, so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she's been a really strong support system for me. I mean, throughout life, yeah. um, uh, but always answers my calls, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, but she'll she'd usually just chat me through it. But sometimes I'd have like even and i'm prone to these and it happened in the past more so when i drank but i still have like little panic attacks sometimes yeah. where i'm feeling like if i'm really stressed or i'm overwhelmed with the situation i i need to like just give myself a moment mm -hmm. and and um avoid that it getting worse but mm -hmm. like i think i mentioned in another episode um or maybe it was to you off offline um that I went to a friend's birthday, I think it was last summer or the summer before at a park that was really busy. It's like a party park. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit down on the bench before I walked there. I remember you said yeah, that. Yeah, I said that, yeah. right? Yeah, I had to. I, I remember that feeling of like, I couldn't even, I could because I did, but mm -hmm. I felt like in that moment, I couldn't take a step. Wow. 
because my whole body will sometimes just go into this like almost like paralyzed feeling of I uh, I just can't move and and Jonas is so so amazing also um, a very strong support system and just sat me down and he's like it's gonna be okay what's gonna happen what's the worst you know that's that could happen but I did actually have a lot of those um, very anxious very um, like panic attack kind of ish moments in the That's first scary. yeah yeah um some worse than others but they have almost subsided completely now that i um i'm so far into this lifestyle and finding other ways to deal with those mm. stressful moments do you think it was one of those things that just was like time helped like just time. doing it and and just like getting further along in it for sure yeah yeah i mean these are all habits that we're unlearning and like mm. we're learning to deal with these stress stressors stress stressors yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that um that occur and what we well what i use for alcohol um i now find other ways to cope and it just took time and it took effort and it took habit forming and habit unlearning and then relearning of new habits to to get through those situations yeah. um, what are some of the habits now to get through them Oh, just like giving myself space, yeah. whether it's like on my own or, um, or if I call my mom or if I, right. I sometimes I'll just go to the bathroom and I'll like sit there and I'll just take deep breaths, mm -hmm. um, and just, just give myself some time and, and go and then go back to the, to the situation once yeah. I'm ready. Um, she takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's, it's, and it's scary in those moments, but we always overcome them, you know, yeah. it's just like, how are we going to over overcome them? Are we going to, you know, make the decision to use alcohol to do that? Or can we find another uh, much healthier way to cope with these situations? And, you know, I choose the latter and I still choose the latter for many reasons. Mm. Um, most being it never made it better yeah. ever. So why escape you know, or quote even, unquote with that, which is, was never a full escape. Cause even, it, yeah. Even if it felt like it made it better in the beginning, it, it actually made it worse. Like it was like a temporary relief at like a higher cost totally. of it being worse after. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a thing is that like, I feel like we as a society, especially just like in terms of like alcohol drinking culture, don't give our, give ourselves enough credit for the fact that we can fucking get through things. Mm -hmm. I feel like so often when we want to drink, it's like this, like, I can't bear this feeling. Like if you're really sad, or even if you're just like bored and have FOMO and feel like left out and awkward. And like, I, I feel like so often when you want to drink it's cause like you just don't, you feel like you can't stand that feeling anymore, mm -hmm. but you can, it's not like a feeling's not going to kill you. It will pass. It's mm -hmm. not going to last forever. And then once the more you just let yourself feel things, you get to see that it always passes. And then it's so empowering because then you get to be like, I, I did it. Like I got through it. I didn't drink through it. And mm -hmm. it's such a good feeling. And then you just grow more from that and it gets easier with time. So true. I love it. Yeah, I did it. It's an accomplishment. It's like, such yay. an accomplishment. Yay me. And yeah. celebrate those moments, you know, no matter how big or small they feel, it's important to to mm -hmm. celebrate those small wins because mm -hmm. it's really not that small. It's huge. Huge one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Love it. Is it quote time? I think it's quote time. Okay. It's Haley's turn for the quote this week. What have you got? And honestly, it's a good segue into this one. Okay. Um, speaking of habits, uh, I love this one. And I don't know who's 
quoted this, but okay. I've always loved it. Live less out of habit and more out of intent. So I feel like because drinking is really a habit that we learn, removing it, you're you're really living. Oh my gosh, I'm like just requoting this, but you're living more out of intention. Yeah. You know, you're really living in the moment and not not relying on a habit that you built. Um, I, I, in this case, a, a really unhealthy habit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's such a good place to leave off. And, and we're in your apartment and we're saying bye. And we're so actually soon. leaving off. <laughs> which is so sad. But you'll be back and I'll be in Vancouver hopefully soon. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And we will talk next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.